Social Zoom Factor, episode 88. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Hey, Zoomers, we are getting started in just a few seconds. But in order to Zoom, you need fuel. Our sponsors give us that fuel. Take a minute now to learn more about them. Your team is at the heart and soul of your business. You work hard to attract great people who help your business Zoom. Our new partner, Everyone Social, enables employees to become effective brand ambassadors by sharing, recommending, and promoting relevant content while building their personal online brand. Check it out and request a demo at socialzoomfactor.com slash everyone social. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. Today, we are going to be talking about something a little bit different, and this is the first of a series where I am going to be sharing my heart, mind, and a little bit of my soul, I guess, in regard to some tips for social community managers, social media directors, basically anybody who is working in social. And I'm going to start out by talking about people who are new to social. So this episode today is talking to social community managers. And this would be a role where you're probably entry to mid-level and you are maybe finding yourself working in social for the first time, or maybe you've been doing it for a while, but you are in a role of making sure that your company is uh, leveraging social and you have a responsibility for that content and for that community aspect of social media. So you may be helping disseminate content, you may be monitoring, you may be making sure that you are engaging and replying and you know providing who knows what because the roles for community managers are all over the board and it depends on the size of the company you work for, the size of your team, how your team is structured, uh, how much funding you have. You know, you could be a one man or one woman show doing some of these things, or you may be one person in a team of 15, 20 people who are executing social for a business unit within a large organization that may have hundreds of people doing social. Uh, We have some clients who, you know, there's 50 people who will all tell you they're head of social business for that company. So it could be any one of these scenarios. But today I'm talking specifically about social media community management. And I am going to share with you 12 tips that I believe will help you be successful. Now, we in our, I own a company called Marketing Nuts. I am, uh, my partner is Josh Moore, who is my partner in business and life. And we, just so you know, so you can decide if you want to listen to me and my advice or not, I spent 15 years working in corporate America from everything from entrepreneur organizations up to a lot of Fortune 100 and Fortune 50 brands. I worked for GE right out of college. I worked for, 
storage tech. I did a little stint at IBM. I worked for Hitachi Data Systems. I worked for Sun Microsystems for seven and a half years, and the list goes on. I worked in some e-commerce, in the e-commerce space, that type of thing. But I held all sorts of roles. I always stayed really close to the revenue, and I knew how to make my brands succeed. So after working many years in corporate America, many of my agencies and partners that I were using said, Pam, you are driving us crazy working in these walls of corporate America because I had my branding person I was using and my content person and my digital person and my different agencies for different things. And they said, you're basically running an agency inside the walls of corporate. Why don't you just get out and go do your own thing? So late 2009, early 2010, that's exactly what I did. And so I started my first agency early 2010. It was sold to an investor by 2011. We built a second agency. Then in 2012, we sold that second agency and we now have what is our third agency known as Marketing Nuts. And we don't plan to let that go anytime soon. But I'll tell you, I do a lot of hiring and we're doing a lot of hiring in the coming year. So if you were looking to get into the world of social media and you would like to become a social media community manager, this is probably a great podcast for you to listen to because I am going to share with you 12 things that are important to me and my team that works with me and for me, they hear these things on a daily basis, okay? And so I'm going to share them with you. If you think you may want to uh, learn from us, grow with us, I encourage you to check out all the resources that we have available, build a relationship with us, and who knows, someday you may be able to come work as a marketing nut as well. The funny thing is about social media is so many people think it's this glamorous job. And we've had some folks who have come and joined our team and they're so excited to be joining a marketing agency, working on social media. And they kind of get a huge surprise when they first start and that you know, we've heard comments like it's, this is a lot different than I thought it would be. And because I think many of us are so good at making it look really easy. If you look at my Twitter feed and you look at what I do on Facebook and Instagram, it all looks like this well orchestrated, you know, orchestra that's just strumming and playing together and that I'm just off at the beach all the time. Now, I do have my business now to a place where my online platform is absolutely working when I'm not working. And that is not by accident, my friends, that that happened. That is about building purposeful and integrated platform that will work when you are not working. And that will be the topic of another podcast coming your way very soon. But that takes time to get there. And many people within large and small companies want that from day one. And that's why I always say you cannot be impatient in wanting results when you are doing any type of marketing or business and specifically digital marketing, social marketing. You need to be patient. These things take months and years, not hours, days, and weeks. It is going to take you time to see real results with your social media, with your integrated digital marketing. It shouldn't be a news flash to you, hopefully. And if you are working as a social community manager or doing any type of social for an organization, do not 
over promise, okay? You need to make sure you understand what you are doing, why you are doing it, and set proper expectations, proper goals, okay? But let's go into these 12 tips. Number one is you are not the marketing department. And yes, you may be assigned social media and you they may have given you a great job description and a job title. And I see this happen a lot. And people will join, join organizations and they think they are kind of this head honcho of social. And they get into the organization just to find they're one very important piece, but they are one person working as part of a team. Do not let that uh, make you feel down. In, be inspired by that. You are part of a team, and that means that they have invested in you and other people. There's probably some good signs with that, meaning that your organization is taking social seriously. So make sure you are not working in a vacuum and surround yourself with as many people as you can that are smarter than you. So if you have a team, tap into the power of the people on those team, tap into their knowledge, tap into what they know, their experience, the knowledge that they have about the business and the brand and the customers, and be the person that can facilitate facilitate those discussions that are needed as a team. If you walk into a team and you find that everybody's kind of working in their own silos, hey, there's a great opportunity for you to bring people together and you be that person that starts to develop the tools and the processes that will help facilitate communication and teamwork and collaboration. Because if you are new to social media and you are new to a team that is new to social and digital marketing, a great way to step up as a leader is you be the person that pulls people together. You be the person that builds teamwork because I can guarantee you that is what your management is wanting to see. And you can go talk to anybody on our team. I want to see them working together on a daily basis. I love to give them challenges and say, hey, go figure this out. Come back and tell me when you have some ideas or you have the problem solved, all right? Let your management trust that they can empower you. And the best way you're going to do that is they know that you are going to tap into the resources that you have available to you because you are not the marketing department. You don't know everything. So don't be afraid to ask for help when you need to and make sure that you humble yourself and let others help you as well. And when you humble yourself and you enable others to teach you, it is going to help you build relationships because there are a lot of people in this world that love to pay it forward. I'm one of those people. And I'll tell you a little story because you know I love storytelling. If you follow me at all and listen to these podcasts, I will never forget when I started my career out of college and I had worked for a couple years at a couple different companies and I had worked at General Electric. I worked for GE Capital. That was an amazing opportunity. But then I I went to more of the technology side after that and I had worked on technology when I was at GE. But I I jumped ship and I went to Storage Tech. And Storage Tech eventually got acquired by Sun Microsystems, which then eventually got acquired by Oracle. But when I went to work at Storage Tech, I 
didn't know that much about the data center. And although I had worked in technology and I, I mean, I knew how to run bulletin board online systems and, you know, tons of technical stuff I had built helped us from the ground up and software and that type of thing. I didn't know the storage aspect of the data center. I didn't know how storage networking worked. Well, there were loads of people at Storage Tech who had been there 20 plus years. I made sure early in my career that I always attached myself to people that were so much smarter, more experienced, and prettier than me. And I said, you know what? Teach me everything you know. And I will never forget, and I am forever thankful to so many people at Storage Tech that helped me learn the data center. And I can remember people like Dave Osakavage, I'm going to call you out, and Jim Campbell. And you know, I worked for Dave. And I remember them just drawing uh, the data center on white boards for me over and over. And there were some things I just couldn't get. And I'd be like, just explain that to me again, because they were seriously talking in another language. Okay. And by me humbling myself, it inspired them to help me even more. And we wound up becoming really good friends. And here I am now, 20 years later, still thanking them for this. Okay. They're retired off living in Estes Park and who knows where in Colorado. But my point is that they taught me so much. And if I had a went into that role at storage tech and I would have went into my office and shut my door because I had a big, nice office and said, you know, I'm smarter than all of you people here because I am in charge of this soft, these software products and these hardware products. And, you know, I'm going to kick butt in my career. I would have failed with a capital F pound fail. But I went in, I humbled myself. I knew I was surrounded by people that knew way more than me. And that is why I succeeded. And I am mentioning this as the number one tip today, primarily because I see a ton of people in social that think they know everything and you are not working as a team. So if this is you, I'm talking directly to you and I want you to start working as a team. Number two is you, a team is only as powerful as its weakest link. Make sure that you are not the weakest link. And just because you may know Facebook, you may know LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram better than some of your colleagues or even your boss, you need to quit being so competitive and you need to start humbling yourself invest in the power of people and the power of team. Number three is to make sure that you learn the business as fast as you can. So you want to know what industry is your business in? What are the core offerings of the business that you work for? What are the unique value propositions that you offer your customers, your ideal customer? What are the goals and objectives of your organization, of your team, of your marketing. Ask for a copy of the marketing plan that can be shared with you, the business plan, maybe some brand guidelines, and make sure here that you don't expect everything to be handed to you on a silver platter, okay? I want you to do your research first. If you have an internal intranet, make sure you look for that information. Uh, Maybe you can go to your management or to a team leader and say, is there a place that I can get some standard information on the company? You know, I'm looking for 
for a marketing plan, business objectives and goals, and maybe some past results with social, they will love you for asking that question. When I hire a new team member and they asked me that, I love to hear that because that means they want to do more than just tweet for our business. They want to learn about the business. It is so very important. Number four, which leads right into this, which is you need to take initiative. And it is likely that you can easily grow your career in marketing, social, and business in your role as a community manager, but only if you take initiative. If you wait for your manager to tell you everything that you need to do on a daily basis, the likelihood of you being able to grow that career at a pretty fast rate is going to be slim to none because the people who are taking initiative and taking on more but doing well with what they have are really who is succeeding. So take the initiative and whatever you are doing in your job, which is number five, whatever you are assigned to, make sure that you are kicking butt and doing that before you're asking for other responsibilities. And for example here, what I'm talking about, let's say you get in the role of a social media community manager and you are asked specifically to do specific tasks and, uh, activities related to that. Week two, you say, you know what? I see that we really need to do some work around branding. I want to go overhaul our brand and go work on you know these 10 things. That is likely not going to be appreciated by your manager because they hired you to be a community manager. And I can tell you, we, our agency, Marketing Nuts, we are hiring quite a few community managers over the next few months. And I am hiring them specifically to do community management. I need them to service our own communities, to service our clients' communities. I'm not hiring them as they come in the door to do branding. I have other people that are doing that. I have our team that is doing a whole refresh on our brand. I'm working on that. So for them to come in and if they wasted a day on a document of what they think we need to do to our brand, I would actually not see that as positive. I would see that as negative because that is not what they are hired to do. So make sure that you are assigned whatever it is you're assigned to do. Make sure you do really, really good at it. And then as you start to earn trust and credibility, then you can start to ask to take on other tasks, okay? But make sure you do your day job first before you start working on other things because it's probably going to make you slip in doing that day job. Number six is even though a task may seem menial to you, it might be really important, okay? So don't ignore these things because a lot of times when we have new team members that start, and I see this a lot with our client accounts, there will be people who are in roles within social media and they don't want to do a certain task. They want to to work on the more quote unquote glamorous work. But what they don't realize is they actually probably have more job security if they just did the things that they were asked to do because it's really important. And what I see happen a lot with new community managers is they don't understand the big picture. So they don't understand why they're doing what they're doing. And there's lots of reasons for that. It could be that the business is new to social. It could be that their management doesn't really know either. It could be that they've been working with some agencies that have confused it all. Or it could be that this person is just completely and utterly over their head. Whatever the reason, 
all I can say is just trust. If somebody's asking you to do something, just do it because it may not seem important to you, but it could be that it really is. Do not ignore it, all right? And I've seen this happen a lot, even with our team, where I will assign certain tasks for our team members to work on. And I can tell sometimes that they really don't want to do that. They're like, why am I working on this? And then a couple months later, they'll usually come back and they'll say, now I understand why that was so important. And they actually now want to take that task or that role to the next level because they see how important it is. So just trust me, is you probably don't know everything that you think you know, so so just trust the process and your your management. That's really the best you can do until you know whether your management really knows what's going on or not. Because if you're new and you're new to social and you're new to the company, you don't know who's on first for what and who really knows what they're doing. So the best thing you can do is just do the job that you are assigned to do. Number seven is do not get stuck on utilizing or recommending a certain social network or set of social networks only because those are the ones that you know. And I see this a lot. I will see new community managers come on board or new social, even directors or executives join an organization and they're leading social and they will guide that business only to one or two social networks, okay? And so it could be that it's Facebook and it's Twitter or it's Facebook and it's LinkedIn. We do a lot of social media strategic planning and a lot of audits with different sizes of business and we'll come in and we'll take a look at their social. And what we will find oftentimes is that we will see this organization who their audience is primarily, let's say, for example, on LinkedIn. And this happened with some chamber and association type of organizations we've worked with. It happens a lot where their audience is 100% out on LinkedIn and usually they're out on Twitter. But because sometimes they have a community, social community manager that only knows Facebook and Instagram, they're pushing the organization to spend all the time on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, that's a complete pound fail if that is not where your audience is hanging out. You need to build a strategy for your organization based on where the audience is hanging out. Your goal is to know where your audience is hanging out and go figure out how you can have the most relevant conversation with them that you possibly can, when, where, and how they want to have that conversation with you. So just because you know Facebook, just because you know LinkedIn, those are not the social networks that you need to be cramming down the throat of your executives if that is not where their audience is hanging out. Now, there may be more personal branding reasons that they do need to use those networks, but that is a different discussion. Make sure you are focused as a top priority on the goals and objectives of the business as it relates to your specific role so that you can be successful. Number eight is listen more than you talk. And this goes for both internally and externally. So let's talk about external first. So if you are a social community manager, what I see a lot of community managers doing is they just start blasting information. So particularly if a company is new to social, I will see a new social community manager get on board and they start, you know, they'll create the content calendars and they will just push it out to the social networks. And what they're doing is using social as a one-to-many type of uh 
communication medium versus looking at it as how can I build community? How can I build relationships? I want you to listen more than you talk. Make sure that you have a software or that you are leveraging some of the free tools that's available to enable you to listen. You can be searching for keywords, even on Twitter, on Facebook, on Google Plus, on LinkedIn, and search for what people are talking about. How are they talking? What are the conversations that are happening? What competitors do you have that are already engaging with your target audience? You need to listen so you can understand how you can best become a healthy, compelling, and contributing part of that community. Now, when you look at internally, same thing goes. You want to listen more than you talk. You want to be building relationships. And oftentimes, the person that comes across as the smartest person is in a room is usually the one who says the least. It's easy to blab your mouth, and particularly when you get nervous. I've seen a lot of community managers will come into a meeting and they'll blah, 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 blah. They'll start talking about Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. And the thing is, the more they talk, the more they're showing what they really don't know. So you You really need to slow down to speed up and listen to the conversation that's happening within your organization. What are the goals and objectives of the team that you're working within? And then when you have something to say that can contribute to those goals and objectives to that conversation, then absolutely you want to speak up. But don't go into a new role and just brag about all the stuff you know or continue to talk and talk and talk and nobody is able to get a word in edgewise. I've seen some... people in these types of roles that that type of behavior has really hurt them within both small and large organizations. Number nine is to learn the language of your audience. Make sure you know, like I said, where are they hanging out online? How are you going to have a conversation with them? But make sure that you're talking in the language of your audience. And that may be different than even the language that your CEO is using or that your boss is using or that the rest of your team is using. They may be talking in corporate speak and particularly if they have hired you to come in and help them quote unquote to get social. Uh, we, we see that happen a lot where, you know, get social shows up on a business plan for the year. But what we always say is that's really shouldn't be a goal. Your goal is to be socially relevant. How can you provide value through these social networks to all of your intended audiences. And you want to make sure that you are talking in a language that they know, that they can understand, that they can relate and connect with. Because at the end of the day, you want to connect with human beings. Social media is about relationships. It's about one-to-one communication and it is about human-to-human conversation and engagement. So make sure that you are understanding the words and the tone and the sentiment of those conversations. Number 10 is to be proactive. Okay. And this is huge. If you were looking to grow in your career, don't make your management tell you everything that you need to do and how, okay. Make them know that you are going to take the initiative like I talked about earlier. Let them know you are going to be proactive. If they ask for a report on a certain date, don't wait till the last minute to deliver that report when it's due to the client the next day if you're working in an agency. Uh, Be proactive. If I ask my team for a report by a certain date, I love it when they provide it to me a week early or even a couple days early or even an day early. Okay. Be proactive and don't wait for us to tell you everything that you need to do. 
learn the tools well. So if there are certain tools that your company has invested in, whether that be a Sprout Social or a Hootsuite or a measurement type of platform, maybe a monitoring like a Radian 6, just because somebody within your team has not used that tool to date, don't wait for them to tell you to go use it, okay? You be the one that raises your hand and says, hey, I see that we've invested in this Radian 6 or in this Sprout Social. How can we best leverage this? Because I see that nobody's using it. Would you mind if I took a an initiative and let's see how maybe we can integrate this into the process and I can pull a team meeting together and see uh, what we can do to make sure we're maximizing this investment. Now, when you do that, make sure that you've done your day job, which I talked about earlier, okay, which was number five. Make sure that you've done the tasks that are already assigned to you and you're kicking butt. Once that happens, then start to look around your organization and see what opportunities out there because there's all types of opportunities that you can pull those people together. Be proactive. Um, Start to develop the tools, find the tools that exist. If there's a content calendar that's not being utilized, use that. You can download our content calendar template as an example. Go to socialzoomfactor.com slash calendar, and that will give you access to the template that we use with our clients in developing content calendars. Bottom line, take a look at what you have around you in both people, tools, resource, technology, and utilize it. Don't work in a vacuum and just make sure you are proactive and using all of the resources that your organization has already invested in. I promise you they will love you for doing this. Number 11 is don't be threatened by your agency or a consultant that the company has hired because they're smarter than you. So if they have already hired an agency or maybe they bring in an agency or a consultant while you are working there, don't freak out. That does not mean you're job is going away. Okay. Build a relationship with that person, build a relationship with that team. If it's an agency, you don't want to not work with them because chances are they already have a relationship with your management or they wouldn't have been brought in. You are going to be more successful if you are proactive and working with them and do what I talked about in number one, which was acknowledging you are not the marketing department. Your marketing department also likely includes an agency or multiple agencies, multiple consultants, designers that you're probably using external, people who are helping you manage your events and programs. Embrace them. Do not be threatened by them. And when people look at my career and the 15 plus years I spent in corporate America, and they will often ask me, Pam, how did you do it? How did you have such success? I will tell you the number one thing was I worked as a team. I facilitated teamwork. There were multiple teams that I was on. When I was at Sun Microsystems, as an example, there they would the CEO and COO at the time uh, was Scott McNeely and then Jonathan Schwartz uh, stepped into that role. He was COO. They would assign the same exact project to five to seven teams, okay? And it was basically made the best man, best woman win. And usually you had yourself, which was me, and I would have a technical guru who was way smarter than me technically and knew how to put architecture and all these things together. And then we would usually have a business analyst or an accountant type of person to keep us honest. And it was our job to go recruit people from within the organization who would want to be part of this 
cool initiative. And so we would have to go sell and, you know, very similar to what we do now with social and getting people on board, building community. And I could remember having quote unquote community meetings, getting people on board to an initiative that within 18 months turned into an 800 person business unit and a $180 million revenue generating product, okay, within 18 months from nothing to something really big. And I would have never been able to do that if it wasn't the power of community and the power of teamwork. Our tagline when we went to market was group hugs optional. And we live that internally, okay? So you are only as powerful as your weakest link. And your agency is being paid money to work with you. They are not your weakest link. And you need to accept that and make sure you are building relationships with anybody that your management has put on board and has empowered to be part of your team. And number 12 is to let go of your ego and know it is not about you. Your role is not about you as a social community manager. Being a social community manager is about everything but you. It is about your business. It is about your customers, number one. And it is about your community, your brand, your business. It is about what you can do for your community to help them go Zoom, what you can do for your customers, what you can do for your brand and your business and your team and your executives. And the more that you let go of the ego and you focus on everybody else except for yourself, you will 100% succeed. And trust me, this works. And I know this may seem really odd. And particularly if you are young in your career and you're wanting to build your personal brand, I'm not saying don't build your personal brand, absolutely build your personal brand. And we have a ton of resources to help you do that. But what I'm saying is in your role as a social media community manager, it's not about you. You need to make your job about everybody but you. And in the end, if you do that, you will be very successful. So I know that your time is so very valuable and limited. And I hope that this podcast today proved valuable to you. And I hope that as you kick off 2015, that these 12 tips help you get out of your box. I hope it was a little bit of tough love to help take your career and your business to the next level. And that's what I tend to do around here is just deliver what I feel works. And remember, there's only one way to do social media, and that is the way that works for you and your business. And same thing goes for business and life. So I hope that you take your business to turbo this year. I hope your career goes to turbo. Make sure you check out all the resources we have available with this podcast. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or SoundCloud and leave a review. If you found this information useful, please leave a review and let us know that you liked it. Uh, you can do that on iTunes or any of the other networks. And I will leave a list of resources that I mentioned during the podcast today on the show notes page for this show, as well as some other tools that I think may be useful for social media community managers to download. Just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash 88 because this is episode 88. Thank you so much for your time today. Have an amazing week. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. 
Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Zoom Factor.